We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. and welcome back to a episode of a show that we haven't had in quite some time this is pod mavericks presents group therapy as those of you who are here in the stream should know there's a uh, pinned comment in the youtube slack to which uh i want you to click on that link and come join me and get your particular takes off if you have thoughts about this game, if you have thoughts about the season as a whole, if you have thoughts about the season yet to come, I would like you to join and talk a little ball with me. If there's not much to be said tonight, as can happen during losses, then we won't have this show for very long. But I wanted to uh, you know, give folks the opportunity to come talk a little basketball, though it is you know, oddly early. It's about 7.45 here on February March 25th, for those listening on the audio stream a little bit later, uh, possibly on Monday, uh, Josh Bo and I just finished our first show. This is our second show in which we do get folks that want to talk a little hoop. Coming up first, we have Sam. Uh, everybody else that is interested in talking, go ahead and click on that old, uh, uh, um, link again. If you don't uh, know what I'm talking about, I will share it again. Just let me know. Uh, all right, Sam, what are you thinking tonight, man? Oh, you know, um, they weren't going to go undefeated the rest of the season. So, you know, as a pity, would have been nice yeah. though. Would have been cool, but you know, it was going to happen sooner or later. Uh, I just think, obviously, I think y'all were talking about it. Just the disappointing part was you get it down to four in the fourth quarter and then you have a THJ, THJ disaster class. You have a kid disaster class. And then it just kind of goes to shit. And then before you know it, it's like you're down by 12 again, and then it's pretty much over after that. So, so let me ask you something. 
I, I there were a lot of comments in the in the in the channel that were like, you need to talk about kid. I didn't know what to say about kid other than I'm like, all right, can we play Jaden Hardy a little bit more and Tim Hardaway a little bit less? Was there anything else that you were like, this is just disastrous? Besides that, not necessarily. It's just I think it's the fact that this was my opinion ever since the trade. I think everybody was like, okay, you know, you got Luca, you got Kyrie. This is great. You actually got some big wings. You got, you know, you got another backup center. But it's going to come down at the end to, to Kid. And like you said, the Phoenix game, I thought he was pretty good for the most part. You know, he made adjustments. He actually took guys out when you needed to take them out. But there, he has those stretches to where, like, THJ, man, if he's not hitting, take him out. <laughs> like it's, he, it's the Bertans rule. Like, he hit his first – he hit his first shot and then he just missed his like, next five. I just I don't know. I um, t- Tim is I, somebody I can't talk about reasonably because I like Tim, despite how much he frustrates me. It's it's one of those things to where like you know in a way you need him because he'll take shots that a lot of other guys on the team won't take. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's both. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like okay. Well, you need him, but at the same token, like he can shoot you into games. Well, you know, he had that forty-point game against New Orleans a little bit, a, a, a couple games back. But then he'll have games like tonight where he's just not hitting nothing, and he's turned the ball over like crazy. It's crazy turnover. It's not even like oh, he's you know Kyrie handling the ball and he just loses. It. He's just throwing the ball away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one that really chapped my there. Well, there are two. The first that led to the backcourt turnover, where it's like he just missed Luca on a pass. But then the pass that was like a solid four feet behind Daniel Gafford, it's it just like what is what is happening? Yeah, it, that right. that wasn't great. Guys, nobody else on the team gets that kind of rope. Like Josh Green makes a mistake like that, and kid has kid'll kid'll hang him by his toes somewhere. It's like what's what's going on? I and, I, and I don't know. Thing as well, I don't know what it is about kid that it's like. Okay, you got Luke on the team. You got Kyrie. Let him bring the ball up. Why is Derek Jones Jr. bringing the ball up so possessions? So I, there are reasons. Like, I think that's honestly somebody in the chat pointed out earlier, like uh, the fact that Luca has the ball the most per possession per game. It's an effort to get the ball out of his hands to, to, to reduce the wear and tear on him. It's a, but it also sometimes there's just like, what is this guy can't dribble? Why, <laughs> why I mean, is that happening? Right. Like, I mean, if, it, if it's Josh Green, you know, I could trust Josh Green with the ball. I could for the most part. Um, even Jaden Hardy, I won't say he's the best. Ball. I mean, he, he's not a point guard. He could say. dribble. He could dribble from the back court to the front court. Exactly. So I could trust him with the ball. Yeah. But like, bro, your job is to shoot the ball, get open, shoot the ball. I saw somebody say like he thinks he's Jason Terry, and he's really like he's not. <laughs> At least Jason Terry, for the most part, could handle the ball. He had his turnovers too, but he was. He was a point guard pretty Jason much. Terry was a point guard in, in Atlanta for several years until the Mavericks made him like a perma six man. Yeah. So like at least he could do it. Tim and like I said, Tim has his moments, but for the most part, he's he's a shooter. So yeah. you let him shoot. So like I don't like I don't want to get too mad because you know it's not like yeah. Atlanta's always oh, Indiana's a bad team. They're obviously a great team. No, they're so fast, and they require they strain your defense in a way that. And there's a good question from this from from Eric in the chat, which I think I'll address later about Boston. Like, there's very few teams that strain your defense the way 
Indiana does. Yeah. And um, and I'll say one more thing before I get off. Like, P.J. Washington, for as bad as he's been offensively, I still can't knock the man for his defense. I mean, he held Siakam to, like, what, 12, 13 points? So, yeah, like, that's true. It, it wasn't like he I – mean, his offense, he, he has to pick it up at some point, though. He can't, like – I'm not saying just don't be ass, but, like, at least be, like, semi-ass, you know? <laughs> just make some shots because right now it's, it's not looking great. And it's just – um. We we're gonna need them obviously in the playoffs because I still think I still think we'll get a six we'll we'll be the six seed at some point just with the way uh Sacramento's playing. I mean, even though Phoenix wants a day, they could have easily lost that game against the Lakers. And um yeah, I just think with Luke and Kyrie, if they if they can keep playing the way they're playing, I mean Can I can you see the stream right now? I can see it. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share something. We're gonna watch this. We're gonna watch this clip together. It's from from a, a man on Twitter, Glenn, who you may follow. Very funny, and this is just an it. it this is just an excellent uh, excellent way to. And I'll describe the clip after I show, but it's it's a it's a classic six second vine. Um, we're gonna watch this thing together. He says, oh. "This is Tim Mavericks going to run." Tim Hardaway comes in and boom. Oh gosh. <laughs> It's a guy doing uh, the box. The what crate. was it? The old the, the milk crate challenge, where it's like you stand on top of the box. I've just I watched this like seven times in a row, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to share this with with the stream. It's a guy getting to the very top, and then somebody coming in and doing like a Ryu kick to from out of Street Fighter, and the guy just goes crashing to the ground. Yeah. Anyway, that's great podcasting. Um, all right, all right, um, all right. So first, I, I, I I'm gonna punch you but thank you so much for hanging out tonight man hey you have a good night Kurt. all right so my man logan um who used to be a mad's moneyball contributor before he fell off the face of the fucking planet is in the comments and he wants to know how does he come on this logan that's a great question in the youtube there is a pinned comment with a link and it's a link to um streamyard click on that link that's how you get in on this all right we got four people in waiting well logan's one of the people in waiting now that's amazing we got my man Simon, my man Henry, uh, Brandom, and then Logan. Everybody's really uh, – uh, this is why I love these. We get much fewer viewers, but, like, much more spicier takes. So, Simon, my East Coast friend, what's going on? Oh, there we go. Hey, can you hear me, Kurt? I can. What's going on? Uh, hold on. I'm having some problems with my fucking headphones. I'm sorry. Hold on. That's okay. This is the way technology is. I mean, you can talk to me over the internet, but you might not be able to hear me. That's just perfect. All right. Here's what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to remove you for now, and I'm going to go to my friend Henry, and we'll figure this out here in a little bit. But you can stay up here, and I'll call you again in a minute. Henry! Oh, my God. This game gave me I have an ibuprofen addiction after this game. I might have to go get, like, a liver transplant or some shit. This game was absolutely frustrating. I just... They just... They just couldn't get it back. And I expected them to at some point because, like, when you go, I, I made a sassy ass comment where I was like, it'd be nice if Kyrie could hit a shot. And then he just boom, 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 boom. And then they're in it and then they died. And it exactly. was, it was that quick. And I, I normally are really fired up over losses, but this just felt like a Rick Carlisle special where he put, the Mavericks, not Jason Kidd, like the Mavericks in a blender and was like, fuck you guys. I, I instantly knew. Um, I think there's a, like a, a going conspiracy where Rick Carlisle knew Jamal Mosley should have been the coach, so he recommended Kidd because he knew 
kid was ass, and then that would be one more just fuck you to the organization right before he left. It's like, um, it's like, do you ever like? Did you ever like make a recommendation to your friend where it's like, you know what, you should go out with that chick, but you're fucking around and they take you seriously, and that's what that whole that's what this feels like with with. Oh, with you're him. moving. You're moving to Dallas, an amazing area with great school districts. Oak Cliff, you'll love Oak Cliff. It's perfect. I do love Oak Cliff. Best food <laughs> yeah. in the city. You know what I mean? Like it's just a, it's just it's just another one. And again, I I just hopped on because I just got off work not too long ago. But why? In what world can please someone tell me why THG's lease is this long? Like Hardy does. Hardy gets this much, and he's yeah. better in every aspect, and he doesn't turn the ball over. Like I was obviously upset that PJ and Tim Hardaway were bringing the ball up the court, but I get it. Luca and Kyrie getting blitz. Like two people had their backs to them out of bounds, just making sure that they could not get the ball. Rick Carlisle special. Totally understand it. But there was no reason to why Hardy shouldn't be getting Tim Hardaway Jr.'s minutes. I don't get it. I don't understand. Every single time we got close, what, Kyrie rattles off, what, nine straight, ten straight in the fourth quarter? We're within the four. Tim Hardaway, I know you. I mean, at least – at least, like the fourth was less frustrating for me because all of a sudden the Pacers started like bombarding from beyond the arc. But it, what it did is it made all those prior mistakes really painful. Mm-hmm. That's what like, I hated about that because there's so many live ball turnovers, so many yep. missed. Like there were missed. Like when Luca missed all the free throws that he hit that, that he had earlier, I'm just sitting there going, "Man, these guys are going to regret this." Now, I don't want to say at least they got blown out by twenty. Because that always sucks. But uh, on the flip side, is like that game felt over with like seven minutes to go, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I, you, I know when the Mavericks are going to lose because anytime there's a pivotal point, we do something stupid, and it happened repeatedly throughout the game. Okay, here's some momentum. Nah, fuck it up. Here's some momentum. Nah, fuck yeah. it up. Like Tim Hardaway, four, uh, four turnovers, three of six, four of twelve. Who else? PJ. Three the turnovers. PJ turnovers might have been worse if only yep. because I don't like I sort of expect Tim Tim disasters. Like it's like, but he, you know, the Tim giveth and Tim taketh away. But the PJ ones were do you remember the one where he dribbled off his back his of his foot? foot? Yeah. I'm like, like, you can't you can't do that, dude. And then is that's Jalen Brown levels of levels of dribbling. And I don't think I've seen someone dribble <laughs> as horrible as Jalen Brown. Like, he literally dribbles like a 12-year-old in AAU practice. Like, I have no idea what was going on with that. Still love PJ. You haven't even been here two, three weeks, so I'm, I'm not going to hold this one against you. Nah, no, no, he's a lot. He's been here for five years. I still don't understand what he does. Doesn't play defense. When his shot's not falling, he can't pass. He can't rebound. He's worse than Ben Simmons at this point. He's a literal traffic cone, and kid just has this undying faith in him that for some odd – you went to the Western Conference Finals when THG was in street clothes. When he's off the court, not taking uh-huh. shots away from from there's a court direct correlation. THG off the court, winning basketball, and I feel like this is again. I think you mentioned this earlier. It's been masked by this by the by the six seven game winning streak. How horrible yeah. Tim Hardaway has been. When when you're winning, everything is okay. But yeah. he's just, I don't know. I, I I wanted to include Tim Hardaway at the at the at the trade deadline to see if we can somehow bring Dodo back. Uh, hopefully, we can bring Dodo back during the summertime, but. He needs to be buried behind the white pal, you know. Like I really just don't get it. Garbage minutes, like, like what is the what is the one reasonable argument to continue to play Tim Hardaway right now? Over this is obviously I'm gonna pick Hardy for right now, but what is the one reasonably good thing that he does that you can still point to a positive? 
to get this many minutes? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I've espoused the theory and will continue to do so to where I think you put him on like a, a three to four shot diet where if, if he connects in, in, the, in a reasonable way, particularly on the threes, the two-pointers, he's been a bad, like you go check out his basketball reference. His two-point shot percentage is remarkably garbo. And they're it, all step backs. They're all hard twos. Like why? Right, right, right in front of the three point line where he he looks like Kyrie ran through a fax machine because he tries exactly. to do the same shit and it's just the, it doesn't work because he doesn't have the same kind of balance. Um, on the positive it's been, note, though, the, the Pelicans are down five with four minutes left to the Bulls. So hopefully they lose. We jump back up to the six seed um, versus about. the eight seed. That's what I'm talking. Is that where we are right now? Eight seed. We drop down from the six to the eighth seed in one night. Oh God, it did be. It, it's like that sometimes out west. My goodness, he got out coached. Like, oh, I said that during the comment when I donated. It what? How much Thank can we that, improve the, the roster? No, you're more than welcome. I'm gonna do it as, as, as much as I can. Um, and hopefully, in the upcoming business venture, I can do it a hell of a lot more. But I don't understand how much more we can improve the roster if we continue to get out coached. Obviously, I've been one of the main components, main people saying fire kid. I wanted him a restraining order in the DFW area months ago and again he loves luca loves him Kyrie loves him so he's not going anywhere i totally get it but i am going to continue pushing that agenda as long as i got breath in my lungs so like i don't get it you got thoroughly out coached d lob i didn't expect you to guard uh uh miles turner at that point i think we probably should have ran maxi at the five that way we can switch and he would have probably played uh miles turner just a little bit better but actually was getting baked though did you yeah. like he was he has good defensive games tonight like he just had guys making tough shots over him. It was it was really tough. This just this felt like a game that had been kind of coming to a degree to where I think like the Suns game was obviously a great win, but I really think the Mavericks could have lost that game too, just as easily as they won it with some kind of just the ball bouncing a different way a few times. And this this was one that felt like the Mavs had been putting off because again, Tim's been bad. Luka and Kyrie were the only good offensive players for two straight games. That's hard Basically. to win games in a row when that's the only good offensive players you're getting, only offense you're getting out of guys. But we still have to find a way to – I don't know why the kid didn't take the exact formula that he used versus the Thunder when we blew the doors off of them with the multiple backdoor cuts when we go in. P.J. set the screen, then Tim set the screen that then led to his alley-oop. Like, I don't understand why we don't get P.J. rolling towards the rim more. He's clearly more comfortable there until his shot starts He falling. did. He had a real nice floater to start the game, and they just never did it again. That's what I'm saying. Like, until his 3.5 shot starts falling, we can't have him sitting in the corner and being the yeah. bigger Grant Williams. Like, I don't understand. Like, we can't be watching the same game. We can't I be like watching P.J. The same going game. downhill. I, I, I the corners even when he's attacking from the corners it feels a little bit more trepidatious but the the downhill attack uh, we had a, a comment in the first show where someone's like I don't really like PJ's ball handling and I like PJ's ball handling but I think there's something about the angle from the corner versus you know the optionality because he's he, he had a real nice pass to lively for a layup when he was attacking I I just want to give the guy some short roll situations where he's doing stuff because and and again guys like that that baseline is an additional defender. When you're right. in the middle of the floor, you can do a lot more damage if you have the vision, the length, and the skills. And that kind of is what I think of PJ. He definitely can. We Rick Carlisle's a masterclass. They have their in almost every offensive category: field yeah. goal percentage, three point percentage, transition. But it doesn't matter. The Pacers are leading in it. Can, it, it. can you imagine Rick Carlisle with Luca and Kyrie? Like that would be absolutely absurd. But we're going to continue to get our coach. Will Hardy in Utah, amazing coach. Rick Carlisle, amazing coach. Eric Scott, coach amazing Bud. coach. Coach, coach Bud, Bud, thank you. It's what I've been saying. 
Like, again, I know it's not going to happen. Coach Bud is the head coach. Dan Tony is your offensive coordinator. I don't know who you put for the defensive coordinator, but that's kind of like where I would start, and you would see a total team. I don't know how high the ceiling is with this current roster. I was personally thinking Western Conference Finals. It was very matchup-based, though. I really feel like there's a ceiling on this team until Kidd either changes his philosophy or we have a new coach. Like, I really think it's – again, you've, you've been in organizations, you've played sports before. Leadership starts at the top and trickles sure. down. If the top brass up here is ass, everything else is going to be hot dog water. Like, it's going to be dumpster juice. Like, you just can't do anything with it. So I just really don't know how far we go to until we get better leadership. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thanks so much for joining once again, my man. See you, man. All right. We're going to bring uh, Simon back on up. Uh, Simon, welcome back to the show. Hopefully now the uh, the uh, Wi-Fi is going to work for you. What's up? I think it's – yeah, I think every, it wasn't the Wi-Fi. It was my, my damn headphones. I don't know what was going that on. That happens. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so I watched the game. Uh, I, I, you know, I was on delay, so I was like kind of fast forwarding through a lot of it. Um, trying to think what my main takeaways were. Uh, I guess we can start with Tim Hardaway. Um, you know, I, I've been on here and, I, and I'm not a big fan of the guy. I do kind of recognize that he's an important part of the team, as you've said many times, because he takes a lot of shots that, <laughs> uh, most other players aren't willing to take, and he also the grenades because they don't want the grenades. The that's how that's exactly what I was leading into. Um, it you know when I like when I watch him, it's it seems like every time the ball touches his hands in the front court, he's all he just seems like he's in such a hurry to shoot as if it's like he's never going to get the ball back if he passes it. That's I yeah. that drives me crazy because you're right. It like it looks like he he makes the decision to shoot well before he shoots it like there's a stat i need to go look at it but there's a stat somewhere where it's like guy shooting percentage based on number of dribbles i bet tim's shooting percentage after he dribbles more than twice is terrible it's terrible but like he doesn't even you know even if like you make the decision to shoot it's like what a high iq player will do is like okay i'll throw it to the high post guy and cut off Mm -hmm. of him to maybe give myself a little separation. He doesn't even like, he doesn't even do things like that. But then on the flip side, it's like, okay, well, we want Tim to pass the ball more, but whenever he, do whenever you? he's, <laughs> but when he, uh, like there was the one play he tried, he tried to make like a left-handed bounce pass off the dribble. <laughs> just like the ball, just like trickled across the lane. And then the Pacers, that was the one. It was so far behind. It, it, was, it looked like, yeah. it looked like a glitch in the matrix. Cause it's like the guy had been there. That, that sort of stuff happens in youth basketball that I coach where it's like, well, I passed him the ball. It's like, he's not there anymore. What are you doing? Yeah, and that's what yeah. Tim did. Yeah. Um, what happened to Live? Did Lively play in the second half? Did he get this injured? This is a fun question. I think Lively is getting a little bit of, I don't want to say rookie wall, but I think that, that he's getting put in positions where he's getting shown that like just sort of the rawness of him. Like he gave up some rough open looks to um Turner. yes and and yeah. that sort of hurt him i think he's good i think he's capable of defending in space i i and i asked this after the suns game like why isn't he out there he's athletic he can move he's not comfortable defending in space did he play in the second half though he did all? but not not to just to start the I second looked, half I just I, he the, didn't play I just much down the, the stretch scored and said he played 14 minutes yep Yep, pretty rough. Uh, that, that, I mean, I mean, that seems a little low because it's not like Gafford 
uh, put up much, you know, he didn't, he didn't really put up much resistance to, to, to Turner either. Yep. Uh, so I, I don't know what the deal was there. I tend to agree with you um, on Jason Kidd. I, I, you know, as a coach, he just, he just doesn't impress me. I don't think the game today in particular is on him. Uh, you know, I mean, Luca had, Luca had it going in the first half. That kept a minute. Kyrie got it going in the fourth quarter to bring him close. But like you lose. Somebody you else earlier, has got to make a shot more than this is kid. Offensively, yeah. offensively, like other than that, like what did they really have going? Um, and then the PJ part of it is like, you know, my it seems like he's picked up Josh Green's habit of where he like what Josh Green does. And Josh Green had a had a had an okay game. He was what six for eight or something like that. Yeah, but, he had a good game. But Josh a lot of times he, when he drives, he just doesn't have a plan. He, he doesn't, you know, he, he does, he's not like, okay, I'm going to drive, I'm going, I'm driving to score. And then if they, if they, you know, if they cut me off, then I have this outlet or whatever. He just, he just goes and, and, and doesn't really know what he's doing. And I saw a little bit of that from PJ today where he's, yeah. he, he, he drives, doesn't have a plan. Doesn't know, yeah. doesn't know, doesn't know what he's, uh, what he's going to do. Um, I thought it was a winnable game. I, I don't. I don't know if that what what they didn't have, or you know. I mean, they were within four in the fourth quarter, but the kid. The, who's the kid? The kid. I don't. I, I don't know his name. Ended up going five of five from. Three. I never. That's an NBA create a player. I I yeah. watch a lot of basketball. <laughs> that that was not a real person before tonight. You cannot convince me otherwise. And there was. A, I had. I had this kind of ridiculous service that that gets. I had access to the in-game feeds, like the stuff that would go on during commercials. Yeah. Oh my god. There were Pacers fans who didn't know who that guy was because they had a couple no. of contests. It was Shepherd. 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 Mm-hmm. Shepherd. I think was was his name. Uh. Turner, I mean Ben Shepard, something like that, right? Is it isn't Turner? Yeah, isn't Turner? Isn't Turner from? Uh, isn't he? From, he is. Like, he went Dallas to Josh Bowes High School. He went to. Uh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's a uh, you know he went to University of Texas too. So he's and I know he's been he's been in. I mean he's. he's Mavericks fans tra- have coveted him for quite some. He's been time. in trade rumors forever. Yeah, and well, his knees are made out of paper mache at this point, so it's it's he's a, didn't he had didn't he have like he had like an injury or something like. Uh, before his draft that that uh he just yeah it's he's one of these guys i think he's one of the many players who i think who suffers from injuries that are not a result of like an actual injury but just like over over basketballing i I think would be the only way i could think that's becoming increasingly common with how much these guys these guys at the youth youth level and all that (sighs) all right what else um thinking I mean, Kyrie, you know, he, I think, in the, you know, before the, before his fourth quarter, he just, he just missed a bunch of shots that he usually makes. I mean, right. That happens, you know. TJ McConnell kind of got in his business a little bit. And I don't, you know, over like a he seven did, game he series. He did, but I don't think he, I don't think he really bothered him. Nah, shots just think, didn't go. I think, yeah. The, yeah he got to the line. Did. That was pretty neat. He, he never did, gets the he, free throw line. He did get to the line. A lot of that was that, you know, in the, I think in the second quarter in particular, the Pacers were, they were in the bonus pretty early or like Dallas was, I mean, the Pacers fouled them to put them in the bonus is what I was always trying to say. And that got him to the line. Um, I think, it, I think what a game like t- today really represents is how much of a key piece Dante Exum is to this team. Right. Because I think a, a previous um, guy who was on alluded to the fact that, you know, kid is trying to have somebody else other than 
Luca and Kyrie bring the ball up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and Exum is, and he is that guy. He, he, <laughs> he is the guy that can, you know, that can transport the ball from point A to point B and be an organize, organize an offense and get Luca and Kyrie in positions where, you know, they're catching it with a live dribble uh, versus having to bring the ball up. And then that makes it a lot easier. You know, when they are dribbling, it makes it a lot easier for other teams to blitz them uh, versus when they catch it with a live dribble. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think Exum, Exum is the connector of this team. And when he gets back, he's going to make things easier on Luca and Kyrie. And he's going to kind of shoehorn Tim and, and Jaden, you know, into roles which are more appropriate. I think that's true. I mean, everybody's kind of wigging out about him because he has neighborsitis, which if you look up what, is what that, that yeah. is, the range of outcomes are like three days to like six weeks. Bursitis. So like, yeah. what is he, does he just have like an excess of, of fluid buildup in his knee or something? They're not getting is? specific enough about it, but like, that's why I mean, that's why I say like when you, it's, it's all over the map as I understand it to where it's not particularly painful but it is uncomfortable because he he did come back for like a, a, a that's couple, right. You know, he was out for a while. He came back and then he was and mm-hmm. then he's you know he's out again. Um, All right, let okay. So we got to shout out the are, are the Chicago Bulls going to win this game? Yes, they're up by eight points with eleven with eleven seconds. They're going to knock down the Phil, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. So is that back up to seven. That well, it's yeah. We're not going to finish the night in eighth. So we're in a good spot. Okay, Simon, I got yeah, a bunch yeah. of people waiting. And I heard my wife. No, that's fine. That's, that's cool, man. Through, Appreciate you having me always. always oh, of course. Thanks for coming. Talk soon. All right. Yep. See you. Okay. Um, before I bring on my my next guest and Brandon, we're gonna fly through some people. We got four people waiting. I just wanted you to show you guys my absolutely preposterous shirt that I never wear. Um, it is. It, it, everybody recognizes our Lord and Savior, uh, Deshaun Stevenson, the the man whose true shooting percentage during the 2011 NBA Finals. Uh, I'm pretty convinced he he's why they won that series because he shot such an absurd, uh, such an absurd distance from three. Um, and if anybody's interested in where I purchased a shirt, I will send you out a link a little bit later. Um, all right, coming up next is Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Doing well, Kirk. Nice shirt. Thank you. Does this you know I I was wearing this shirt in summer league when I ran into the entire Miami Heat coaching staff at a restaurant. Oh man, and I like it. I sort of shat myself. Or I was like, fuck, <laughs> I'm wearing a really, really disrespectful shirt. Anyway, what's going on tonight? What what'd you think of this game? I don't know, man. I, I think a lot of that falls back on the players. Kitty definitely got out coached, but I mean, they were making some terrible passes. And, you know, Indiana, they, they did a good job. And I think they a did. lot of it goes back on the players not really adjusting. There was a couple of times when the guys, they, you know, they just couldn't do anything in the paint. And, they just sat there and either turned the ball over or missed. So in the end, it kind of like trapped them, forced them, uh, you know, to play kind of sloppy and definitely forced the Mavs to make bad passes. So, you know, that was kind of more of an uncourt, you know, um, battle more than a coaching battle. Kitty definitely got out coached. Carlisle, he, you know, he, like he always does, he uses his timeouts well. When the Mavs went up, uh, I believe in the second quarter, he called a timeout. Mm-hmm. And, no, he never let the, the game get out of control. Kid, he let it get up. It was, what, 102 to 120? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the game was over, though. Like, when they started hitting threes, I think part of him knew because, you know, you look at the minutes totals for tonight, and Kyrie and Luka basically came out of the game. Now, in, in games past, he would sort of just keep playing them, but they, you know, they got a, a back-to-back on, I want to say, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's probably wise to get them on out of the game. Jeez, but, you know, I was looking at the stats in Indiana. They, outside of three points and blocks, they got everything, you know, second chance points. They, you know, they kind of they didn't dominate, but they still won in every every category. And yeah. When you do that, that's the implication that you're gonna, you know, you just gonna have to win the game. But you know what, Kirk, I, I kind of wonder with Dallas having uh two new bigs, Washington Gafford, they never really ran any sets with any bigs because they never had any guys that could really just score in the paint consistently. I'm not saying that PJ and, and Gafford can, but I kind of wonder if it's something that's new to them that they haven't really just been, you know, kind of exposed to. And if that's something that they're going to have to work on with the short amount of time left in the regular season. I mean, they'll try different things. I mean, this is kind of the game that, that I, you know, that they play, who do they play next? They got, they got the Celtics. I want to say the game after they're going to be some, not like frustrating losses ahead, but they're the Pacers were just kind of the prime team to make you, to make you go. Okay. Right, Mavericks team has been playing well, but are they as good as we think they are? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, somebody asked me, "It's like, did the Mavericks even get a scouting report? Because they didn't seem to know that 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 Miles Turner can score." And <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of the relentless the relentlessness of the regular season at play. It is, but you know, just got to stay optimistic and hopefully, you know, stay out of that play in because. Sure. I definitely don't want them guys in the play-in, man. It's, no. I wanted to, uh, to, to nail it in and, and take off. And just one more thing, Kirk, you know uh, you know about the Luka thing. I made a comment earlier that, you know, Jordan, he didn't win it every year. So it's no. just the nature of the beast. Yeah. I mean, the MVP discussion is a difficult one because I earnestly don't care about it unless I feel super confident about the Mavericks heading towards the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. So... All right, man. Well, thanks for hanging out. Thank you, Kirk. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, coming up next is my man, Glenn. Can't remember if I've had Glenn on before, but either way. Glenn, welcome to the show. What's going on, Kirk? It's been a minute. It, it has been a minute. Good to see you. Off- thank you, for, thank you for joining. Off- You're welcome. It has been. That off-season, yes. I'm sorry. When I do these every night, I'm like, I recognize names, I recognize faces, but then I'm like, when was it? Oh, I... I <laughs> Even if I'm not on here, I'm listening the entire time, man. Well, thank you so much. So what's what do you think of the night? Uh, okay, so I, I didn't get a chance to get on as soon as the game stopped, but that's okay. Josh and um, I do a show first and then we do this one. So you, yeah. you didn't miss much. But I, I will say I, I kind of like if there's any silver lining in this, I kind of like the fact that, you know, finally, if you pay attention to the national media, you know, mm. they just kind of accidentally stumbled upon, well, are the Mavericks good? What does this mean for the Mavericks? We should be paying more attention to the Mavericks. And and I kind of got the Dallas Cowboy kind of fear in me that I don't want too many people telling this team how good they are too quickly. This is a great take. Keep going. So I I want them to immediately get slapped in the face and get their ass handed to them. Because... <laughs> Uh, because I want them to not believe all the press clipping so quickly. Yeah, this team could be unstoppable. I think this team in a seven-game series could have beat the Pacers 
seven. Uh, sure. Eight. We'll see in about 10 what? days. Yeah, we, we don't need to worry about that, though, because, you know, they're not the kind of playoff opponent the Mavericks are going to play. We're going to be playing some big old team like the like the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the um, the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Pacers are kind of a one of one anomaly. And and I just I don't want to overthink this loss too much. I, I think that had Luca gotten some shots to go down a little bit differently, he obviously scored 25 in the first half. If Kyrie's able to connect on you know, two shots and, or I'm sorry, four shots in the first quarter instead of two. I just, I can't help but think this game had some pivot points that would have gone the other way. And unfortunately, nobody from the Mavericks could hit a shot. Like, that's a rarity for these guys. Well, but I mean, I'm not going to harp on Kid. I did it in the offseason. He's actually done. I mean, the record is what it is. He had some role to play in this, obviously. But yeah. there was not a lot of ball movement. There was not – I mean, there was that not was by design. Of- Carlisle was really like, we're just going to make – they didn't send doubles. Uh, they really mucked up what the Mavericks had been seeing. And, and you know, you give Kyrie and Luka enough opportunities, they're going to figure out how to beat it. But I really didn't think the Mavericks had any – off had any had any – um answer offensively for what for what um indiana was doing defensively and that was disappointing that's kind of a, a that's a kid mark but you know that what is you a kid do? mark the, the second kid mark is they were conceding the mid-range to miles turner mm. and why was gafford on all of these switches defending the three-point shooter in the corner Mm-hmm. That's not where we want Gafford. I saw Luca under. I don't know how many times I saw Luca underneath the basket mm-hmm. trying to defend against Turner. I, I mean, there are several ways that you could go about trying not getting in that situation. Sure. I just felt like I. I don't want to say I felt like Kid was lazy, but I don't feel like he pulled out the game plan he, that he did against Oklahoma or against the Suns. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I'll say is with Timmy. You know. I I think. I really think he's in his head with his role because he's no longer needed to be the person that takes these well, volumes. That's a good take. And, I mean, everything changed for the most part when he's no longer the third or fourth best scorer or person on the team. We don't need him to be the third most important person or fourth most important person on the team. So now instead of saying, Tim, we want you to take, you know, you can take 13 shots a game if you want to. Now that's not what we need from him. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's got that, He's forcing it. Exactly. And, you know, we will need him at some point because someone averaging 17 points off the bench that can shoot long-range three-pointers like this is a value to have. Unfortunately, you know, we have to carve out Timmy time. We don't Mm -hmm. have to do that with Jaden, right? That's right. Unless – I'm not going to make this about I don't like kid because I, I think kid's the only one that can coach this team right now just because of the people that are on he, he also ain't going anywhere it's why i don't try to go into it too much because it's like there's 20 games left we're gonna be, like, they're not firing the coach no but they definitely need to tighten up some stuff and i hope this game is the one that makes everyone uh realize they still have a lot of work to do i think that's right glenn great takes thanks for joining us all right thanks man all right, coming up next is a former Mavs Moneyball contributor and maybe future Mavs Moneyball contributor if he wants to be again. Logan, what are you doing, Logan? You're out How's in the it, dark somewhere. How's it going? I am out in the dark. I pulled over to talk to you. Wow. I was, I was driving. That's, de- that's dedication. What's going right. on? Um, Nothing much. I, I would like to write for you guys again. You know, I know I disappeared off the face of the earth, but I started teaching, though. <laughs> teaching 
you know, it's, that does happen. It kind of destroyed my life for a little bit. Um, I did want to say, I know some people would be like, Coach Bud, what do you mean? Because he's bad in the playoffs. But if you want Luca to win an MVP, <laughs> we would have 58 wins or something with Coach. I mean, that's just what he does. He's just yep. like a regular season wizard. But um, I wanted to jump off talking about Exum in relation to THJ. Sure. Because I think it's right that he's forcing it, but I think Kid kind of gives him the leash, and it's kind of like both of those are happening at the same time because that's right. they're not really running like plays just to get him shots right now. He's kind of the second side ball handler. Always. If he gets the rebound, that man is like, I'm going to dribble up the floor. Right. I'm shoot it. <laughs> well, and the, that's what Exum would kind of fill. He used to let Josh do it a little bit for whatever reason. If Kyrie or Luca are off, Tim is the second side. And once the mm-hmm. defense kind of forces Luca or Kyrie over, it's so it's not just that Tim is taking bad shots or that Tim is not playing defense. It's that like half of our possessions are sort of in his hands which doesn't make any sense like that's more absurd than anything else about him is that you would kind of make him basically a true ball handler for 12 seconds at a time and so Exum you know pray over his knee I think they do kind of want X they did let Exum be that you know what I mean yes yes no and that's where if you think of the third ball handler roles that the Mavericks have had over the past several years the 2021 playoffs i know the three guard lineup didn't actually work as well as i like to remember it right um but it did have moment but what when two of those three were on it gave you or gave the mavericks a variety of different looks and right now the kind of looks that they're getting when you you obviously luca Kyrie, unbelievable looks so we're not like criticizing the thought, but if you have a third point guard that's able to do the things that Exum's able to do, it gives you a d- another layer, another wrinkle. Um, at a certain point in the year, if like the the Exum stats were like, man, this guy is just yeah. carving up defenses, and that was really helpful. Well, the the other thing is, I mean, we are deeper for sure. Like I would say, we are a deep team, mm-hmm. but some of the lineups that are going out there. THJ kind of has – I don't want to say this because Tim drives me crazy, and I'm just as obsessed as everybody else. Like, he's always driven me crazy. But when there's a lineup that's Luca, DJJ, Maxie, and Gafford, and Tim, it's Tim bombs away or, like, there's no spacing. There's no, no. – like, we got a lot of good, like, scrappers in the front court now and stuff, but until Exum is back, like, kids kind of putting Tim there because otherwise you're not really running, like, a valid offensive lineup. Yeah. I think Exum would really make all that kind of shake out, but it's just that like that that lineup when I saw it, like I've seen I've seen you mention that of it's like why is Maxi, Derek Jones, and there's just like no spacing. It like that's of- a that's a like that honestly it's like a high school level coaching decision because it's like you know what I'm gonna play my defenders to stop yeah, their offense exactly. You know what he kind of reminds me of, and after this I'll get off. I'm gonna take too long, but um, no worries, man. There's always NFL coaches that when Pat Mahomes scores a touchdown, even if you're only down three points, you just abandon the run game completely. <laughs> Jason Kidd is totally – this is what Mac Brown used to do with the Longhorns. Yeah. He, wasn't running the, he wasn't running the ball if they were down a field goal, and it makes me want to pull my hair out. I mean, that Kyle Shanahan kind of does stuff like that, and as good as a coach as he is, but Kidd kind of does that. He's like, oh, this is up-tempo. Time to get Tim in for 35 minutes. And I don't know. It just seems like he kind of over like pot commits to these different things. I mean, yeah. the Miles Turner thing you could kind of say is the same thing because I was like, I guess they're going to let Miles Turner beat him, and I was like, I guess 
They're just going to keep letting him beat him. But it's so bad. <laughs> Getting beat by Miles Turner is so annoying. I don't well, know how to contextualize that. And it's baffling because against the Suns, I was like, there's Kid over there doing his screaming thing like he did in the playoffs and double T. It was kind of like the same way they beat the Suns the first time. And he'll randomly right. just kind of – he's a confusing bad coach. I don't think sure. he's just like a – it's never as simple as just being like he's the worst. It's like no. – He'll, he'll pull you in for a second, and then you're like, no, this is the same. Well, but then they also – but this is the, the other problem, and this is a, a specific kid criticism that will go over a lot of people's heads. I, They have 35 assistant coaches, so it's like we don't know who's in charge of what and who's doing whatever, and so it's like you throw all these things together, and then when he stands there with his hands in his pockets, it, it presents this image of leadership that makes someone like me a crazy person. <laughs> it's not real because that's not how NBA coaching works. Yeah. Because it's like these guys are professionals. They know what they're doing. At least they should. To where it's like I overread something that doesn't necessarily matter. But it's just this is just kind of a this, this was a stew of a game that was designed for the Mavericks to lose. And they still had a chance to win it. Okay. Right. That's what I kind of that's that's if I'm if I had a positive takeaway, they didn't get ran off the floor for 30 for 36 minutes. They played pretty good basketball for about 10 minutes. They played mediocre basketball for about 30 minutes, and then they got destroyed in eight minutes. Yeah. I mean, you had the it was the Wizards, the Wizards game. They rest on their laurels a lot. It's just what they do. And the Pacers were not gonna let them not. I mean, that's you can't do that against Rick Carlisle and that's right. Good team. So yeah. But I'll talk to you soon. I'll get off, get some other people a chance. Shoot me an email. Talk soon, all right? I will. Bye, Kirk. All right. Last but not least is going to be my man, Micah. Micah, welcome to the stage, man. What's up? What's going on, Kirk? Hey, first I got to ask you a question. Sure. This place where you got that Deshaun Stevenson shirt, did they have the final shirt that he made that says, how's my dirt taste? No, it's one of these places where – the guy, basically, when you look at the shirts that he makes, and I'll, I'll go uh, message me about it later, and I'll go find it. The way he pulls out the pictures, they don't have the full logo. They or they don't have the NBA sign anywhere to where you can't officially tell that it's a real NBA shirt. It's not like he doesn't have the rights to do this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I just no. I've been I've been looking for that shirt for so long, and I can't find it anywhere. I'll see if I have the guy's link somewhere and I'll send it to you because it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, God, how many times were we going to have to talk about the Timmy conundrum? I mean, and eventually they'll just, you know, I, I think he'll shoot him his way out of this. But then the question becomes is, does kid actually rely on him in a playoff game? And that's the part that I don't see as being real. Like, I, I have a lot of kid criticisms, but, like, you are not – like that's honestly playing playing Tim Hardaway thirty minutes in a playoff game with the options that Mavericks have. That's a that's how you get fired. Like and I that's just I don't see it too. being that stupid. It's just like it's. I have this feeling that he wants Tim to be Jason Terry so bad, but in all honesty, he's more like the Cook version of Peja that we had. Yeah. I don't know if it's that bad, but it's like he's still lost on defense. That's the part that's painful. Yeah, it's just – it's like – I know it's just – um, it's for whatever reason, he doesn't want to try Hardy, and I get it. Um, 
It's like Hardy's young... mistakes are somehow like less so are somehow more egregious than Tim's mistakes, and I'm not sure I agree with that. No, they're not. They're not. I'm sorry. It's just like if I'm looking at the overall play, it's just like I'm saying, okay, I think I think Hardy is a more versatile scorer. I think he's a better ball handler. I think he's a better defender. I don't think um, – and it's just like I had this conversation earlier. It's just like when I was going back and forth with somebody about Tim and the conversation of uh, Christian Wood came up, and I was like, okay, do you all understand why Christian Wood wasn't getting minutes? Because I do. I, I want to see if you all do. And, of course, I couldn't get right answers. This kid being a jerk or whatever. And I said, all right. This is the reason he didn't get minutes. That's right. He wouldn't. De- he wouldn't defend. He killed the flow of the offense. And I ended that off with, "How does that description not fit Tim right now?" Yeah, yeah. Can't he it, can't man. move the he can't move the ball. He can't defend. He kills the flow of the offense. He's not a versatile scorer. It's just I don't know. I mean, I. Like are are we just looking at at uh are we just looking at a situation where we just gotta survive till the off season and um just money ball Tim away from the kid? Yeah, I we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I don't know, man. <sighs> it's tough. It's it tough. Is. I I I see some people that was. Look, I I want PJ to be better on offense, and he had. I'll agree. He had a he had a tough offensive night or whatever. And but at the end of the day, it's just like he's still doing his job. You sure. know, Pascal. Yeah, Pascal averages twenty two points a game. He had twelve tonight. Yeah. So he. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not really worried about somebody's offense if you can impact the game in other ways. It's just like but you got this guy that we're forced to play no matter what the situation is and I don't know. Ho- hopefully that changes when Dante comes back. Um yeah. like I, I cuz I'm I'm looking at it and if I'll I'll say this one thing the the one optimistic thing I can have about kid is he's always going to play the better defender over the offensive players. That's, right. that's his nature. That's, that's his, that's his MO. Like he is going to play the guy that averages 10 and defends over the guy that averages 18 and doesn't. That's just yeah. his MO. Well, my man, thanks for hanging out with us once again. Oh, anytime, Kurt. All right. See you next game. Tuesday. Early game. Tuesday. Early games. Nice. When's the ne- when's the next game? Tuesday. At, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. No, Wall I'm talking about six time. O'clock. Six o'clock. Nice. The, 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 there's a whole string of games until like mid-March that all start at great times for me personally. That's Fantastic. Right. That's right. Fantastic. That's, Five o'clock comes early. That's exactly right. All right, man. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Have a good one, Kirk. You, you too, buddy. All right, I'm going to head out for the night. Thanks so much. This has been 100 Minutes of Mavs Talk with me. Uh, those of you who are watching on the live stream, very much appreciate you. Those who are listening on you or, uh, on audio uh, applications, please consider joining us. We have fun in this one. Um, this has been Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief over at Mavs Moneyball, and this has been Pod Mavericks Group Therapy. Everyone have a great week. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Bye, guys.